Hey, thanks for allowing us to join you today. And I hope you are as excited as I am about the purchase of some property for our church here in the Prattville area. Construction on a building is going to begin soon. And we are so grateful for the Lord's help. We're grateful for how far he's taken us. And today I want to talk with you about the Lord's help. Because there's an expression uh, when we talk about the Lord's help that's often used that's not in the Bible. It goes like this. God helps those who help themselves. And people say, well, that's in the Bible. No, actually, it was made popular in Poor Richard's Almanac in 1757 by Ben Franklin. What the Bible says, it doesn't say God helps those who help themselves. The Bible says God helps those who need help, whether they can help themselves or not. And that's good news because there are many times in my life when I'm unable to help myself. I'm helpless. And the great news is the Bible says we can cry out to God and regardless of who we are or what we've done or how we got ourselves into a mess, the Lord will hear us if we cry out to Him. So today, if you are listening to this message and you need God's help, oh, I have some great news for you. Will you pray with me, please? Lord, I thank you for your word, and I thank you that it teaches us that you help those who need help. Whether we can do anything about our situation or not, we can cry out to you. And so, God, I just pray the day you will speak and move me out of the way and remind us of your great love, remind us of your great help. Pray these things in the strong name of Jesus. Amen. Psalm 107 contains four different scenarios in which people cried out for help, in which uh, they were completely lost or going the wrong way or been rebellious or whatever. And as I go through these different scenarios, I'd like for you to evaluate, hey, is that where I am right now? Do I need the Lord's help? And if I do, I hope as you see yourself, if you see yourself in any one of these situations, that you'll be encouraged to cry out to him because that's why these passages are in the Bible, to remind us how good God is. He wants us to consider these and ponder on these and to apply these words to ourselves because the Bible's our guide in all matters of faith and practice. And today, God wants to remind us that he's here to help us when we need him most. So this is from Psalm 107. We're starting with verse 4 here. And the first scenario is this. God helps people who are lost and confused and needy. Verse 4. Some wandered in the wilderness, lost and homeless. They were hungry and thirsty, and they nearly died. Lord, help, they cried in their trouble, and he rescued them from their distress. He led them straight to safety, to a city where they could live. Let them praise the Lord for his great love and the wonderful things he's done for them. For he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. If you were listening to that and you go, oh, that's me. I'm lost and confused. Well, then I want to remind you when we're lost and confused or needy, we need to cry out to the Lord and he'll hear us. And we need to cry out to him. Say, God, help. Jesus did. Hebrews 5, 7 reminds us, while Jesus was here on earth, he offered prayers and pleadings with a loud cry and tears to the one who could rescue him from death. And God heard his prayers because of his deep reverence for God. And you might be saying, well, yeah, I mean, God heard Jesus' prayers, but David said the same thing in Psalm 18, 6. He said, in my distress, I cried out to the Lord. Yes, I prayed to my God for help, and he heard me from his sanctuary. My cry reached his ears. 
Look, if you're dealing with a situation where that has completely baffled you, if you are lost and drifting, you're looking for meaning and direction in your life, cry out to the Lord. He will be glad to give it to you. Jeremiah 2019 quotes the Lord here. You'll seek me and find me when you seek me with all my heart, with all your heart. That's what it means to cry out to him with all our heart to go, God, give me help. Give me direction. I'm so lost and confused. Jesus was explaining to his disciples one day about how great his father's love is toward people who are lost and confused. And he said, you have to think of the Lord like a shepherd who has a hundred sheep and 99 of them are safe and sound. And so he leaves them in a secure place. And he goes and looks for the hundred sheep, the one that got away, the one that's wandered off. And when he finds it, carries it home on his shoulders and tells all his neighbors. And Jesus said, that's the way it is when a lost sinner repents. All the angels in heaven rejoice. Because Jesus said he came to seek and save lost people. That's our Father's heart. When we're lost, he's looking for us. And that's why all we need to do is cry out to him, and we'll find he's already there. When our uh, youngest son, Graham, was only two years old, he was our adventurer, explorer, and climber. In fact, I remember one day he was in our backyard pushing around a little plastic car, a little Tyke's car, and uh, he uh, climbed up, uh, up on that car while we weren't looking and uh, then climbed over the fence and apparently dropped into the bushes on the neighbor's side of the fence. And it all, he did this really fast, and we never saw it happen because all of a sudden we turned around and we couldn't find him. And we called for him, but... I think he thought he was going to get in trouble because he'd climbed over the fence, and so he kept quiet. And so we were out looking all over the neighborhood. We were scared half to death, and finally he came out from where he was and said, oh, here I am. And oh, we couldn't wait to pick him up and hold him in our arms because we love him. And the Bible tells us that my love for my son is insignificant compared to how much our Heavenly Father loves us. And if you are lost and confused or needy, cry out to the Lord. Oh, He loves you. He will help you. In fact, I'd love it if you'd leave a comment in the, below if you're watching us on Facebook or if you'd send me an email at John at Centering Lives. If you need direction and help in your life, I'd love to talk with you about that. There'd be nothing I'd rather talk about than that today. So contact us, please. So God helps people who are lost, confused, and needy. That's scenario number one from Psalm 107. Here's scenario number two. See if this describes you. God helps people who are in bondage. Some sat in darkness. Psalm 107, verse 10. Some sat in darkness and deepest gloom, imprisoned in iron chains of misery. They rebelled against the words of God, scorning the counsel of the Most High, and that's why he broke them with hard labor. And they fell, and no one was there to help them. Lord, help, they cried in their trouble. And he saved them from their distress. He led them from the darkness and deepest gloom. He snapped their chains let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he's done for them. For he broke down their prison gates of bronze and he cut apart their bars of iron. He set them free. Now, God certainly rescued his people from slavery in Egypt. I mean, the whole book of Exodus is about that. 
But even if we're not bound with physical chains of iron, we can still be imprisoned in iron chains of, ministry, of misery. We can be. And the Bible tells us God can set us free. I mean, this describes people who are trapped in addiction. Something that controls your whole life could be addiction to alcohol or to gambling or to pornography or anything else. And if you are dealing with an addiction right now, I want to remind you that the first step in breaking free from bondage is acknowledging our need for God. That's where it always starts. In fact, just listen to the first three steps of 12-step program. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over our addictions and compulsive behavior and that our lives had become unmanageable. Step two, we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. And step three, we made a decision to turn our lives and our wills over to the care of God. I can't do this anymore. God can help me, and I'm surrendering my life to him. And what it tells us in Psalm 107 is when people who were trapped in those iron chains of misery, just completely in bondage, that God heard them when they cried out for help. Jesus himself said, God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Jesus also said, come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I'm humble and gentle at heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden that I give you is light. So today, if you're trapped in an addiction and you can't get out, cry out to the Lord. He'll help you. The first step is to acknowledge your need for him. The third scenario in Psalm 107 is this, that God helps people who've been foolish, rebellious, and sinful. I mean, this is the exact opposite of people who are helping themselves. These are people who are foolish and just intentionally doing the wrong thing. Psalm 107, verse 17. Some were fools, and they rebelled and suffered for their sins. They couldn't stand the thought of food, and they were knocking on death's door. Lord, help, they cried in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He sent out his word and healed them, snatching them from the door of death. Let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he's done for them. Let them offer sacrifices of thanksgiving and sing joyfully about his glorious acts. Praise God. I mean, God helps people who've been foolish, rebellious, and sinful. And that's encouraging because we can cry out to God no matter who we are or what we've done. I mean, it's one thing that God helps people who are lost or people who are trapped in an addiction, but these are people who knew the right thing and went the wrong way anyway. And God even helps people in that circumstance. I'll never forget, I guess it was about six years ago, six or seven years ago, a fellow came to see me in my office. And he was just, he said he was just at rock bottom. He had made a mess of his life. He had uh, messed up his marriage so badly that his wife threw him out of the house and threw all of his stuff out of the house on the front lawn too. He came home one day and the doors were locked and all his stuff was out on the grass with the sprinkler system getting it all soaked. Right after that, he came to see me. 
He said, I've made a mess of my life. I've been a fool. He said, I've done everything. I've done things I know were wrong. I'm ashamed of what I've done. He said, I've been so upset about it. I haven't even been able to eat. I'm just sick. It's exactly what it's talking about in Psalm 107. Going the wrong way. I told him exactly what this psalm says. That if he cried out for help, the Lord would forgive him. If he came to Jesus, God would set him free if he surrendered his life to him. <laughs> I have, it was, I don't think I've ever had anybody do literally what Psalm 107 says quite like he did. He got down on his knees right there in my office and cried out and said, Lord, save me. And we prayed together and he surrendered his life to Jesus. I mean, it was something. There were some other staff people in our office. They came in. They said, is everything okay? <laughs> and it's like, yeah. I said, that was just a full-volume surrender to Jesus. And it was. And his life was changed. Listen to Romans 5, starting with verse 6. When we were utterly helpless, this fellow says, I'm helpless. I can't change myself. I need God to change me. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who's especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. I mean, that's why it's so good that God not only helps those who help themselves, it helps people who are helpless. We can't save ourselves. When we come to Christ and surrender our life to him, we're acknowledging, Lord, I am a sinner. Save me. And it may describe you today. You've been, you've been foolish, rebellious, and sinful, and your life is so messed up right now you can't even eat. Well, listen to Psalm 107. Lord, help, they cried, and he saved them from their distress. Listen to Romans 5, 6. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Hear the good news today. Jesus loves you. Come to him. Surrender your life to him. He'll help us no matter who we are or what we've done. You're just not going to hear better news than that today. The fourth scenario. God helps people who are afraid. I mean, if God helps those who help themselves, it implies that we have courage and we're helping ourselves and going on. What if we're terrified? What if we're in a situation that is so overwhelming, scares us to death, and we don't know what to do? I can't help myself when I'm terrified. Will God help me then? Oh, yeah. Psalm 107, verse 23. Some went off to sea in ships, plying the trade routes of the world. They too observed the Lord's power in action, his impressive works on the deepest seas. God spoke and the winds rose, stirring up the waves, and their ships were tossed to the heavens and then plunged again to the depths, and the sailors cringed in terror. They reeled and staggered like drunkards, and they were at their wits' end. Lord, help, they cried in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He calmed the storm to a whisper and stilled the waves. What a blessing was that stillness as he brought them safely into harbor. Let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he's done for them. Let them exalt him publicly before the congregation and before the leaders of the nation. Psalm 107 tells us that we need to cry out to the Lord when we're afraid. And when we're at wit's end and we don't know what to do, the Lord does. And he can help us when we're terrified. Hmm. 
I remember when I was a kid growing up on a farm in Kansas, we would have some incredible thunderstorms that would come in the middle of the night. And I remember my mom and dad waking us up, uh, my brother and I and our sisters would sleep upstairs in our farmhouse and they'd shout up the stairs and say, kids come down, there are tornadoes coming. And then uh, we'd hear the wind, we were fast asleep and we'd hear the wind and then you'd hear the sound of a tornado siren off in the distance blowing and there's lightning flashing and it's the house is creaking and we'd run down the stairs and we'd all go down into a storm cellar in the basement and we'd hear the whole house shaking in the wind. And I remember uh, my mom or my dad praying for us that the Lord would keep us safe. And sometimes the power would go out and we'd be down there with one uh, flashlight or a lantern and, and we'd be in there and it'd be like, oh Lord, you've got to save us. And we were scared. But every time we prayed, and my mom and dad would say, well, we prayed now, and the Lord's going to protect us. Let's trust in him. We need to cry out to the Lord when we're afraid. I sought the Lord and he answered me. This is Psalm 34. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Are you afraid during this pandemic? Has fear gotten a hold of you? Then cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, rescue me from my fears. Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 1.7 that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God doesn't want us to be balled up in fear. He wants us to trust in him. And that's why it's such good news that when we're in circumstances that overwhelm us and terrify us, we can cry out for help because God knows how weak we are. I mean, put all four of these together. God helps us when we're lost and confused and needy. God helps us when we're in bondage and can't get out of a, an addiction or something else controlling us. Thirdly, that God helps people who've been foolish, rebellious, and sinful, and God helps people who are afraid. Not just people who help themselves. Oh, what great news. And if you saw yourself in any of those situations, cry out to the Lord today and contact us too. We'll be glad to help you. Now, I also want to remind us and it's terribly important on this, that when God answers our prayers and we cry out to him, the Bible tells us that when he helps us, he expects us to cooperate with him. Now, I, I put this in here because as a pastor, I've prayed with people who've cried out in very desperate situations. They're in need of a job or they're, in, they're crying out that God will help them reconcile in a relationship. And we'll pray for direction and we'll pray for wisdom and we'll pray for guidance. God, what do we do? And the reason I'm putting this point in is because sometimes when God answers the prayer, he doesn't answer it the way we think he's going to answer the prayer. Sometimes he answers the prayer by giving us what we need and not what we want. And so what will happen is, is that we'll pray about something and a week later or a month later, the person will come back and they'll say, well, God answered the prayer this way. And I know I need to do this, but do you think we can pray some more? And it's like, oh, well, we're going to pray some more, but now we're going to pray for courage to follow through. James 1, verse 5 reminds us, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. 
But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person shouldn't expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. God helps us when we cry out to him. But when he helps us, he expects us to cooperate with him. My dad, as I mentioned a little while ago, was a farmer. And God would send the rain and God would send the sun on the, on the crops. God's the one who made it grow. But our part on the farm was to sow the seed and to harvest it when it was ready and to get the combine and the other equipment ready so the work could be done. And so if the Lord is answering a prayer for you or has been answering a prayer, you've cried out to him, well, then our part when he shows us direction is to obey. James 4.17 says, remember, it's a sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. So cry out to him if you need his help. But you may also need to pray and say, God, give me the courage to follow through because some of the things that you've asked me to do are hard. And they may well be. But when God brings us into those type of situations, trusting him is always the right way to go because those things will sharpen our uh, vision. They will strengthen our character and grow us up and mature us to be like Jesus. One last thing I want to share with you today is this. Back to Psalm 107 again. The Bible says that when God helps us, we need to thank him and tell others about what he's done. I started with verse 4 in Psalm 107, talking about all the different scenarios where God helps us. But right before that, listen to verses, the first three verses. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Has the Lord redeemed you? Well, then speak out and tell others he's redeemed you from your enemies. When God helps us, he expects us to cooperate. When God helps us, he wants us to give him thanks and tell others so they can experience his help too. So maybe today, as you were listening to this message, you realize, well, God has helped me. He rescued me when I was lost. He rescued me when I was in bondage. He rescued me when I was afraid. Well, then give him thanks. And also tell someone else. Because that's how they'll be encouraged. And that's how they'll find freedom and God's help too. I want you to hear from Reagan uh, Toller Youngblood. I spoke with her this week, and I was talking to her about her opinion on this. Um, she has been sober for five years. Uh, she surrendered her life and her addiction to the Lord, and she gladly tells people of all the things God has done in her life and how a relationship with Christ has transformed her. I want you to hear how she responds when, uh, well, how she responded when I asked her about asking the Lord for his help. I'm Reagan, and um, John has asked me to come in today and tell you a little bit about how God has helped me. With the Lord's help, I've been sober for five years now, and that is amazing because when I was back in high school, I always felt like I didn't fit in, like I didn't belong. And it wasn't until I found drugs and alcohol, Adderall, that um, 
helped things to slow down and um, it just kind of fixed all my problems. It made me prettier, it made me more confident until it didn't. I would take pills in the morning to get up, pills throughout the day and I would you know, drink to calm down and drink to be okay. It had gotten to the point where I went to bed every night praying that I wouldn't wake up in the morning. And then I would wake up in the morning and I would just be so angry that God didn't answer my prayer. And I had to do this all over again. And I was exhausted until one night, I just decided that I couldn't do it anymore. And, um, and I overdosed on some pills. And when I woke up a few days later, I, was, I realized that I had to do something different, that I could not keep living this life anymore, and I had to get some help. You know, God, he, um, he brought some people into my life, some people that had, had the same kind of problems that I had and that, you know, I could really relate to. That They explained to me the first three steps of recovery, and, you know, that's step one, you know, I can't. Step two is God can, and step three is, you know, well, I guess I think I'll let him. Starting five years ago, the first thing that I do every morning is I get up and um, and I make that connection with God. You know, I ask Him for help, and because I, I don't even know what it is that I need help with, but I know that I can't do it by myself because when I do things by myself, it just turns into you know a big flaming trash heap. Every morning when I wake up, I you know get down the side of the bed and I hit my knees and I just pray, you know, God, please help me, please just help me, help me, help me, help my kids, but but help me. And, you know, as I go throughout my day, you know, things come up and, you know, and, and I've got to stop and, you know, God help me, help me, help me, help me, I need help. And um, at the end of the day, you know, I, I stop and I get back down on my knees again. I say, God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for just getting me through this today. When we ask for help, God will always help us. It might not be the help that we want, but it will be the help that we need. You know, God God helps us all. He loves us all. And He was helping me before I even realized that I needed help. He didn't just save my life. He made me into a useful human being. I want every one of us to experience the same type of interaction with God that Reagan has had. I mean, she cried out to the Lord, and the Lord heard her. She depends on him every day, and she trusts him. She knows that he can when she can't. And that's the way God wants us all to live. And when he's rescued us, he wants us to do what she's doing now, declaring his praises and obeying him and trusting him each time he's calling her to take another step in faith. I'd like to pray for all of us right now and ask God to help us trust in him and to always cry out for help because he not only helps those who help themselves, he helps us even when we're helpless. Will you pray with me, please? Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the transformation you've brought about in Reagan's life, for the transformation you've brought about in my life. I thank you, Lord, that I can cry out to you when I'm at wit's end like those sailors on an ocean wave. And God, in the middle of 2020, when I don't know what's going on and at times when I'm afraid, Lord, would you remind me to cry out to you and not give in to fear? Lord, today... I cry out to you if I'm lost and confused and needy and I don't even know where I'm going with my life. Lord, would you give me direction? Lord, today I want to cry out to you if I'm in bondage and I'm in complete 
bondage, to an addiction, to just a situation or compulsive behavior that's ruining my life. It's just become unmanageable, Lord, and I can't do this without you. Please help. God, I'm crying out to you today, even when I've been foolish and sinful and rebellious, I knew what I was doing was wrong, but I just, I went that way anyway. And Lord, I don't deserve your love, but the Bible says that you give it to me anyway because of your great grace. And so I come before you today and I say, Lord, help. Oh, gracious Heavenly Father, I pray that you would remind us to pray for ourselves, to pray for people we know who need your help, and to cry out to you. God, help us cooperate with you. When you give us direction, help us not doubt. Give us the courage to follow you unafraid. And Lord, we thank you for what you've done in our lives. Father, we pray all these things and we give you praise in the name of Jesus. Amen.